0: Hey guys, Nick here, taking a quick break so that I can tell you about Dioli's Italian Market, my family business. We've been located in Winston Salem since 2007, and we've been a vital part of the Wake Forest community for students, athletes, coaches, and faculty, and the Winston Salem community as well. You guys have heard guests come on before. Anyone that's part of the Wake Forest community has raved about my parents' deli, our family deli, and the hype is real. It wouldn't be if we've been here this long. So I got a deal for you. If you come into the deli and you recognize me and you say, hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast, or I've listened to you guys before and I love what you're doing, I will give you a free sandwich card with any purchase you make in the store. So you come in, talk about the podcast with me a little bit you purchase something, I'll give you a sandwich card that has all 10 stamps. And then your ne- the next time you come in, your sandwich is on me. So that's all you got to do. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for supporting a small family business that's been part of the Winston-Salem community for all these years. Thank you for listening to the show. And we are coming right back to you.
1: Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. But, you know, it's not just Micah and Nick today. We actually have a very special guest, someone that's been a huge supporter of the show. We're honored to have him on um, because he knows Clemson ball probably better than 99% of the people that I can think of. And that's our guy, Cole. Uh, I'm going to try to say your last name, Cole. Is it Gerard? Did I get it right? Gerard.
2: Gerard, that's correct
1: perfect i i figured it was like you know some of the names i've heard in the past but i was like you know knowing my luck i i botched Corey mascara's last name the first time on the podcast so i was like you know it would only make sense that i screw this one up but
2: i've heard a lot of different different <laughs> uh, things for it
1: <laughs> yeah no so cole how are you doing today and again thanks for coming on
2: i appreciate you having me on i've uh, been listening to this podcast for a good bit now uh, my name's Colton Gerard. i um, from Hartsville, South Carolina. Um, I'm up here in Clemson. I'm a sophomore here at Tri-County Tech doing their media art production program. Just glad to get on this podcast.
1: Cool. I love Hartsville, South Carolina, so I think I should <laughs> preface this. So, I played lacrosse at Lincoln Memorial, so we played at Coker all the time. So, oh, yeah. Coker's actually know, got a
2: big lacrosse program up there.
1: Yeah, Coker was fantastic. Like, that trip to Coker every other year was the best, not because of Hartsville itself. But at the time, I'm about to date myself. I graduated in 2018, Cole, so you're obviously way younger than I am. But, um, you know, when I graduate, so Cookout was just starting to become a thing, right, besides North Carolina and South Carolina at that time. You know, we had just gotten one in about an hour from my campus in Tennessee in 2017. But in 2015, when we went to Coker, there was one smack dab in downtown within walking distance of our hotel. And that was always our yep. favorite trip because it was the only trip of any school that we that we played at every year in the South Atlantic Conference, at least, that had a cookout within walking distance. So I was always so pumped for that trip. And no disrespect to Coker, but we beat them every time we played them too. So that made it a little bit more of a fun trip, besides <laughs> just cookout. But I love I love Hartsville, South Carolina, purely because of that cookout. So a great. That's memory funny. There,
2: <laughs> that cookout actually. My parents, uh, my family owns the sporting goods store directly next oh, to it. Oh wow! That's so awesome. I grew up walking right next door to Cookout.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully you've had a couple uh, trays from there, but you know it's it's no Diolis, Nick. Don't worry. I won't I won't slander <laughs> Diolis here. Uh, Cole, if you ever get a chance to go to Winston Salem, you got to go to Diolis, Obviously. Okay. Um, hey, I'll,
2: I'm making the trip up there for the baseball series this year. So. There you go.
1: Hey, you Nick. Go. I'm just saying. This is your chance to prove to Clemson fans that the Ole's is worth the worth the trip. So, um, anyways, with that being said, quickly, though, I got to ask Nick how he's doing, too, because I haven't talked to Nick in a little while. Nick, your team made the Super Bowl. Mine didn't. Cole, just for background, I'm a Ravens fan. Nick's a 49ers fan. So, I'm out. He's in. Nick, how are, you, how are you feeling knowing that you get to put on another boring Super Bowl where you play the Chiefs, you're going to lose, let's just accept the fact now, because Travis Kelsey's is going to propose at midfield to Taylor Swift, you know, are you at least excited to be playing in it?
0: You're so mean to me. <laughs> you're 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 letting all your sadness of the ravens just and you're just putting it all out on me. It's oh just wait, sorry, not...
1: pause, pause. Lamar Jackson just threw the football again for some reason. So um oh i'm sorry, continue.
0: Yeah. Um I'm doing pretty good. Uh finally moved in uh to my brother's house, which is nice. So him and I are, I guess, living the dream. <laughs> um other than that, I'm good. Just working uh, baseball seasons around the quarter, which I can't wait. Happy for my Niners. I really hope we get revenge on the Chiefs because I can't take them anymore. And the suffering I have dealt with with this 49ers era has just been.
1: Oh, the suffering lo- being good at football.
0: Oh, we suffering. well, we lose playoff games in the most just dramatic fashions. And it just rips my heart out every single time. So I'm just hoping that it's all worth it next Sunday, but
1: I mean you also just won two playoff games in a row in the same exact fashion. You said you've always lost it. So I don't feel that bad for you, Nick. I'm just saying, you know, you you defeated America. One of those heartbreaks
0: was the Super Bowl in twenty twelve. So thank you.
1: Hey, right. if the lights never went out. You never would have had your heart broken. You would have gotten smacked. So
0: yeah, I would have rather <laughs> take been smacked because what I realized is when Brock Purdy got hurt last year against the Eagles and we just got demolished, I felt so much better. Oh, I like agree. That, I would. Now I know the feeling I would take that loss 10 times out of 10 than a heartbreaker. Cause I could sleep better at night.
1: Welcome to being a UVA football fan, Nick. Now you understand why I don't <laughs> like what I dealt with this past fall. Which was consistent, (laughs) like, oh, we're right there, but oh, that's, yeah, we're UVA. We don't win those games. So it's like me,
2: I'm a Cowboys fan. I get stay out of these conversations. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, Cole, it's funny because I'm complaining about UVA football as if, you know, you as a Clemson fan did not suffer heartbreak yesterday at the hands of UVA basketball. Because I think you tweeted it out actually, because I'm kind of in agreement with you. I actually really like Bromwell, Bromwell, whatever it is. I always mess up how to say it. Yeah. Bromwell. But at the same time, it feels like you guys are living in like this purgatory where it's like, same, there you yeah, go. Here's like, year. here's a 10-0 start, 11-1 start, a 12 and one start. Here's here's a couple ranked wins to start the season, and then it's like, ah yes, we can't be good at multiple sports at once. And baseball's starting, so now we got to be bad. Like or football is playing for the national title, so now we got to be bad.
2: <laughs> it's just tough because you know I'm like in all these clumsy group chats or whatever. I I literally take Brownell's side every game <laughs> and it's just like enough's enough like and I, I'm a big fan of Brownell I think I mean I do genuinely think he's a good coach but especially you can't go 11-12-0 and then just go on this dead streak it's at the same time every year when it matters the most you get in the heart, of, heart and soul of ACC play and then it's like you just you can't you can't shoot the ball we we haven't been able to shoot the ball at home no That's I mean you had weird. a
1: wide open three to win the game yesterday, and. I I, when I I wasn't able to watch it live. I had my own event. I was working, but I remember going back and watching the highlights. And I'm like, like, I thought it was weird that UVA was tweeting the last 10 seconds of the broadcast, which was them missing a free throw, and then Clemson missing a wide open look from three. Like, yeah, that was the 10 seconds that made it go final that you won, but you didn't deserve that.
2: <laughs> I just so don't think we, is, we really uh, needed the three at all. No. I mean, we're down one. Drop yeah. the basket and try to get a bounce
1: yeah and i'm know, virginia you're guaranteed to almost either get it or at least be able to complain about not getting it <laughs> at least try I'm, to get a
2: foul at least yeah
0: i'm in the same boat as you cole i'm in this purgatory with kevin keats and i i try to side with kevin keats every time uh i'm in this purgatory where if we're i don't know if we're going to make the tournament or not i was completely out after a three-game losing streak and now we've won two in a row it's like oh well now we're like top four of the conference again so i don't know but we don't have any quality wins we don't have a bad loss it's just so annoying but i'm sure you guys will beat us because you guys demolished us every time last year and, and
2: i hope but it's just like it sucks because you, you can't lose three games at home man this year and we lost one last year that was in miami but especially when you get a game versus Virginia, you know, you're down 12 at one point point. you get back in it, you have a chance to win. And then you got to go on the road to UNC Tuesday in a brutal matchup. And know that's more more likely going to go. So then you're going to be three games down in ACC play. So,
0: yeah, it's
2: just a brutal stretch.
0: Yep. I feel you, man. It's, it's tough. The ACC is, has been a little down this year, no lie, but like, we're in this purgatory. I think a lot of teams are in the purgatory right now, but I think as a state fan and you as a Clemson fan, the last couple of years have just been like, are we, are we going to make the jump? Are we going to make the leap? Like this is Keith's best freshman class, his best transfer class. And the talent is there. And we we're we're the same too. We cannot shoot. We finally had a good shooting night at home yesterday against Georgia tech, but shooting at home has just been atrocious. Wait, it's is, weird to say what, this.
1: What is offense it's in college bat? No, I'm gonna say what's offense in college basketball? I, I've never heard of it.
2: Yeah,
0: I, right. I
1: only know defense.
2: It's <laughs> just like it's. I think I think at this point, I think PJ is shooting too many threes. Like, yeah. it sounds wild wild to say, but at this point, I think he's shooting too many threes, and it's like he cannot make it at home. He'll go to Duke and just just slash threes, and then go to home and yeah, it's just weird. I
0: don't know. It's the same with Jane Taylor like uh finally he had a good shooting night uh against Miami at home but on the road he's on fire and at home this team will go like 2 for 29 from 3 in the last two home yep. games yeah
1: yeah that's um you know at least your team's not in second place in the ACC and still being told you're going to miss the tournament so not that I, that's a that's a really weird complaint but like I saw that today like that was I was like, I was determined that even even Joe Lennonardi, who hates the ACC with, like, a burning passion. I, I'm determined that, like, he tried to, like, get a, get a job as, like, the associate commissioner of men's basketball or something, and they told him to go to, like, go shove it because he hates us. But at the same time, it's like I – don't be wrong. I'm not trying to say Virginia should be like, oh, we got to be a top five seed or something. But, yeah, right. I mean, the fact that they're they putting last four in or two teams that Virginia beat by a combined 40 or 32 points or whatever, it's like – Again, back to the Florida State stuff when when Nick had my rant with college football, you know, what's the point of playing the games if they're not going to matter when it comes push come to shove? So that's besides the point, but all right, the reason why we're here in probably the best time of the year, I know I personally love college baseball more than I probably ever even have, to be honest, because You know, its I don't want to say it's the most pure sport left in college athletics, because that's not fair to say. The portal still exists and NIL still exists and whatnot. But we're we're seeing that there's a lot less transferring for money. You know, again, we'll we'll be talking Clemson. You know, sometimes, again, I am all for players being able to transfer because of playing time or because of, you know, again, the opportunity to do graduate programs. That's like that should be normal. Like, I'm not against that at all. But, you know, it, it is It's nice to see a little bit of purity in baseball. Um, I know, Cole, you just spent – did you go to all three games or all three open scrimmages this weekend? Or did you – So, I went
2: to – yeah, so I went to Friday. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday, we went – me and my brother went for the first about three innings and then walked Mm -hmm. over to the basketball game. Then we stayed for the uh, whole thing today as well.
1: So, you've basically been boots on the ground for all of it. I'm just kind of curious, you know, what – what takeaways did you have? Not we we'll get we'll get into the weeds about what to expect this season, but just what you saw over the last few days as we ramp up for the season, that maybe gets you excited. Maybe a player or two that stood out, or a play yeah. that happened, or maybe that there was. I mean, look like the crowd was half decent for the fact that it's just yeah. a scrimmage, um, which is right. always great to see.
2: So, I got two players that just like stand out. You know, they, they were a red shirt last year, didn't get any at-bats. You know, we're very close to getting at-bats last year. And that's Cooper Blauser, and Nolan Narraghi. Now Those two kids are going to be impactful all year. And I think Nolan had, in three scrimmages this weekend, I think he had seven or eight hits. And I think they were, he had six extra base hits. He had two home runs today, and he had about five RBS today. Um, Cooper hit two bombs on Friday. And, I mean, they're just – it's, it's ridiculous how you you know go from a red shirt, you know, not not stepped on the field at all, and then just absolutely slashing the ball.
1: Yeah, um, I, and then good, okay. like no, you're all you keep going. I want we we want we uh, want your insight as much as humanly possible.
2: Yeah, Um, uh, and this transfer class is is kind of insane. You know, you got Jimmy Overtop coming to play his fifth year with, you know, his old head coach Eric uh, and she played for him at Michigan for three years. Um, Alden Mathis is – he actually smoked one today at of the park as well. And then you got you got all these freshmen. And, you know, and not a lot of freshmen in the offense, but more towards the bullpen and, you know, the pitching rotation. Uh, you got Aiden Canock, who easily, I think, myself, could have said the heck with college and gone straight to the draft. You know, you got Drew Titsworth is a really meaningful guy on the mound as a freshman. And of course, you got the transfer pitchers Matthew Marshall from Wofford, along with uh, Wofford transfer Lucas Malstead. So I think I think Matthew Marshall is going to compete for a, a starting position on the mound Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I see more in a Sunday role.
1: I am super biased about Matthew Marshall. So Cole, I don't know how much you know about my personal background. My full-time job, I'm the director of marketing for athletics for East Tennessee State University. So we're d D1 in the SOCON with Wofford, Furman, you know, go down the list of schools that we, that we compete against. Obviously, Furman does not offer baseball anymore, unfortunately. But I got firsthand experience. I actually also produce by produce, like write the scripts, do all the music and stuff for the SOCON tournament in Greenville. And obviously got firsthand right up and close and personal with this Wofford program, um, and when Internado left for the Boston College job, my ears perked up because I was like, and I don't mean to slander Wofford because it's the same thing everywhere across these mid majors, right? Like, if you can play and you have a reason to leave, why would you not leave? And I was intrigued for guys like Marshall. It's like, where are they going to go? Because obviously, first thought is, is he going to follow him to Boston College? It's ACC. Todd's going to want him to come. I mean, I mean, you, why wouldn't you? I mean, he had a 4 I think it was like a 4-5 ERA last year in the SoCon. And, and some people say, oh, well, 4-5 in the SoCon is not very good. Well, first off, I want to speak about what Wofford does quickly. They have the toughest out-of-conference schedule of any mid-major team I've ever seen. So two years ago, for those that remember, Wofford was a at-large team that got left out. They had an RPI of 49, but because they played in the Southern Conference and did not win the conference tournament because Wofford in the conference championship game, just like, I don't want to put betting advice out there, but history says Wofford's going to find a way to lose. It's just, it's, it's honestly heartbreaking for that team, but they scheduled Tennessee in the midweek. They went on the road and played pretty much anybody that would take them. I mean, they were playing road game left and right in the power five. It was Georgia, they beat Georgia Tech last year. Like, it was very impressive to see what that program did. And then on the speak on the Southern Conference side, half of our ballparks are hitter-friendly parks. They're not as bad as the couch, but they're pretty darn close. I mean, a home run at UNC Greensboro, you hit the ball 315 down the line, it's out. <laughs> I mean. Sounds like Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, you're, you're going to run into, like, in the Southern Conference, I don't know how many games I worked where, like, we actually beat Wofford in a game 10-9. to nine. And, it, again, it, it was just balls were getting hit left and right. And, like, there's good Southern Conference hitters. I'm going to quickly brag on our first baseman at ETSU. When we played at Oklahoma State, he had five home runs in a three-game series at Oklahoma State. So, like, there, this is a hitters conference in the Southern Conference. We're yeah. not really known for pitching, but Matthew Marshall was the guy. So, I'm super excited to see what he does. I'm hoping he does get a Sunday roll. If not, you know, we t- we talked about it, Cole. I don't know if you listen to our podcast with Corey Mascara or not yeah. from Wake, but – you know, we talked about the importance of trying to replace that fourth guy, which was Sean Sullivan last year and Seth Keener, you know, kind of the replacement. It was Seth Keener, obviously, more of the four and kind of having that like if you're going to Omaha, you're going to need a fourth starter. You're going to need somebody that can either eat innings for you in a, in a game where maybe your starter's struggling or vice versa. If you're in an elimination game, you need to try to keep your ace available for a later date kind of what we saw with LSU and Thatcher Hurd stepping up and guys like that, you know, that got them over the hump and Matthew Marshall could be that for Clemson. If he's not the number three, I really do think that he could be that, you know, when I come watch y'all play at Kansas state in the midweek, I would not be shocked if maybe that's his start, but then he kind of becomes the guy in ACC play. That's that long reliever in a game where, you know, again, if we're, if we're getting down arms, you know, so I'm very excited to see that Um, Cole quickly, Cause we've kind of mentioned you mentioned the transfer portal and Nick if you have any questions for for Cole obviously coming in after this one. The replacement, I know obviously the portal that you mentioned some guys that we that, that that the Tigers brought in. Again, I I agree with you, you know, Jimmy Overtop's gonna be a huge replacement, as well as Alden Mathis. But what is it like in your opinion? I mean obviously Caden Grice wasn't a portal. He got drafted. That's not overly surprising. But for you know losing you know Billy that was probably the big one, right? Like, that's the one we all kind of heard yeah. about. We were kind of like, oh my goodness, like, what's going on, kind of thing. You know, how, how do you feel about that replacement there?
2: So, yeah, oh, shame on me. First of all, I can't believe I didn't mention Andrew Truffaut or Jacob Hinderleiter coming out of the portal. But um, yeah, it, it sucks losing, especially Gaden Grice, Cooper Angle, and then, of course, with a portal, Billy Amick. But it's like, Last year, you know, we started off very slow, very very slow. You know, we were like, oh my gosh, it's going to be another, you know, another year missing the tournament early in the year. We we're like, okay, starting getting really hot. You know, you still had, I feel like we had a couple holes in the lineup, whatever. But uh, know, yeah, losing Billy sucks, but I feel like this year, this this squad, I don't think there's any holes in the lineup. And it's crazy to say because you you haven't really heard that with a Clemson lineup in a couple years since maybe Seth Beer and all those guys were here. But what I've seen in the past couple of weeks. I don't see a hole in this lineup. Everybody is powerful. And that's one thing I was worried about for the season, especially losing guys like Billy, Cooper, and Caden. You know, that's your power right there. Uh, you know, outside of Cam Canarell and other guys that are still on the roster. But, you know, I feel like there's there's zero holes and every guy on this, on this starting nine, you know, that's going to be on open today can hit the ball.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, I don't – I'm never trying to devalue, you know, these individuals because, you know, everyone has their own role in the team. But I was surprised on the national side. You know, we talked with the guys from College Baseball Central kind of about what to expect from the ACC. And we kept hearing, well, you know, losing Billy is a huge loss for Clemson. And I'm not saying it's not, because obviously that's a key contributor. But I didn't feel like that was like, you know, for example, if Wake Forest would have lost Nick Kurtz to the portal, right? Where it's someone that like, you know, would carry your team, and there was always kind of a worry about it because I'm, I'm not mistaken. Is Billy? He's a grad transfer, is he not?
2: Billy Amick.
1: Yeah, was he a grad transfer? So he's, he,
2: no, he's gonna be. He's a junior this year.
1: Oh geez, I don't know why I thought he was older. That's I'm. I guess I, I guess I'm just getting yeah. to the point now where I'm so old I don't even realize you know how young so he was a redshirt, but
2: yeah, he was a red or no, he wasn't actually. I'm sorry, but he's a
1: junior. Gotcha. Okay, so I mean, maybe not as as bad, but again, there was always kind of talks about it. You know obviously when the season ended that was kind of the first thing that kind of came up and you know obviously there was you know complaints about you know because that's what NIL tampering was really a com- topic of conversation was how much of it I mean it sounded like it was not about money it was clearly about the opportunity that Tennessee presented and again there's nothing wrong with that because we've seen it across the board I mean Wake got one of Tennessee's best pitchers because of the opportunity I don't I don't think Wake Forest outbid Tennessee I could be wrong but <laughs> I don't think it came down to that so um You yep. mentioned Cam Cannarella. Uh Do you want to tell the listeners who your roommates are?
2: Yeah, so uh, I live with uh, Cam Canarella. I live with Ethan Darden, and then
0: Torian Oglesby. So, yep.
2: Yeah, is... two when can guys Cam come on? Visit.
0: We've been wanting him for a year.
1: <laughs> he's, he's a, Cam's a good guy, man. Cam's, man oh, right. wow, that's amazing. <laughs> well, Cam, since you can hear me, I was uh, I was at your first ever home run in college. Uh, I work for ETSU, so uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching you go yard on us. So
2: he works for uh, ETSU. Watch, so say, were you there at the game?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I was actually out in the so outfield. I thought smile. I thought I had a
2: chance to catch it,
1: but <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy how that works out. But um, you know, obviously, you know, just talk about you know the core that is coming back. You know, you mentioned the portal, but. Give us a little bit of insight on, on obviously, you know, what you expect from, from guys coming back like Cooper and, and, and Cam.
2: Yeah, so, like, outside of the portal and, transfer or guys leaving, like you said, you, know, you got Cam Kinnerell, of course. You got Will Taylor who's going to be, you know, especially since he can focus on baseball, not football anymore. Uh, that's going to be a guy who's going to have a big year, especially, and we need Blake Wright as well. You know, Blake's going to be the veteran of the team, of course. So I'm really expecting big gears from all three of those guys, and you got Jack Crichton back, um, Jacob Jarrell. So those are those are your key pieces that were in the lineup last year coming back.
1: So then what? You know, obviously there's a little bit of pressure now since Cam's behind you. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't want you don't want to say anything. You know, bulletin <laughs> board material, but. You know, again, I have I have this Tigers team going to Omaha. I don't know exactly what Nick had. I don't think he had Omaha bound, but obviously we have high expectations in terms of at the bare minimum a regional host again uh, this coming season. You know, what what is your thoughts of this ball club? And kind of obviously it's not fair for you to set an expectation, right, for this team. But you know, like for example, I'm as a Virginia fan, you know, my goal is just to return to uh, to super regionals with what was lost, you know, it's hard to get to Omaha every single year. You know, what what do you what would you deem I guess what would fall as a failure for this Clemson team? Maybe that's where we start in terms of just what do you think this, you know, what the floor should be set at?
2: You know, and I and I think, you know, of course if Fell's greedy, I'd say failure would be not going to, Obama, of course. But you know, just Make it out the region. I just want to sniff super regionals and getting that in that late postseason play. You know, of course, you know we only missed the tournament two years in a row, uh, Monty's last two years. But like, let's let's win our regional. You know, even if it's on the road, who knows who knows what's gonna happen in June. Uh, just win your regional. I just want to. We haven't been to the supers in a long. I don't think we've been to the supers since 2010, 11. If I'm not mistaken, I think last time the was last year went to Omaha. Yeah, so yeah. it's been a very long time.
1: Yeah, it's it's it was it was humbling last year, Cole. Obviously, so you know my favorite game. Again, I'm dating myself as a kid was you know the N- MVP NCAA baseball 07 on the PlayStation Two. I'm actually replaying it right now because I found my old PlayStation Two and that game, uh, and Doug Kingsmore Stadiums in there. So obviously it was always a bucket list place to go. And, you know, first time, you know, for me was last year. And unfortunately really the only time I've been to a game again, I've been there on non game days and stuff like that, but in terms of catching a game there and uh, you know, you walk around, you see all the history, but then you didn't see a lot of recent history. You know, it, it kind of stopped at 2012. And then, you know, you had a couple of years of, you know, regional, 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 and unfortunately, you know, last year isn't going to have much more. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it was cruel. You know, we can get it. We're, we're not going to dig up past wounds, you know, of what that ump show was <laughs> with that Clemson Tennessee game. But, you know, obviously, you know, the guy sitting behind you got absolutely <laughs> gipped, um, by that. Ump. I mean, I uh, saw so I was sitting with some uh, UVA donors uh, watching the game at a bar. Cause we went, to, I went to the Charlottesville regional and you would have thought that we were all like diehard Clemson fans, the way we were losing our minds at like this, like just, absolute ump show but you know it's it's nice to see the expectations again rising i mean i was thrilled last year cole when again that clemson etsu game there was 2500 3000 probably in the park i mean there were obviously some empty seats i mean i i'm not expecting a sellout on a tuesday or wednesday whatever day of the week it truly was um for that but it was it was a really solid crowd and the people that were there were invested. And obviously we saw what the atmosphere was like in the regional. Um, and, you know, but I, I just want to speak to the crowd, you know, uh, last year, uh, Cole and Nick remembers this. Cause I, I'll never forget. I think Nick had to talk me off of a ledge in Omaha last year because I tweeted out that I wish Clemson was in Omaha and we had wake forest accounts trying to cancel us because they thought again, I never said I wish we could trade Wake for Cle- or Clemson for Wake. I just simply said I wish Clemson was here because I know the support of this program. You know, give our listeners a little bit of insight of what game day is like. I mean, again, just looking at the crowds at, at the exhibitions, this is not a shot at Wake. But the crowd shots of what we've seen from the scrimmages, just on social media, Ken, this is all perception, so you can give us some insight. The crowd shots at Doug Kingsmore this weekend – were probably two to three times the amount of people that we saw in crowd shots, or that I saw. At least I'll speak for myself, at the couch.
2: Yeah, I mean you can't be the a game day at DKS. First of all, I mean obviously a midweek game on Tuesday or something. It's not going to be. There is going to be people there. But a Friday series, summer series at Doug Kingsmore is, I love it, especially with the atmosphere last year. I mean the, the uh. You know, from the balloons and stuff behind home plate, everybody's waving them, you know, from the from the music they play, uh, especially just getting the crowd into it because that's what I like to see in college baseball. Because, you know, most of the crowd and all the energy is in obviously college basketball, college football. But I wish college baseball was advertised just like, you know, college basketball and football. I love the crowd at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. You know, you got other schools like, you know, South Carolina, of course, who always have a pretty good sellout in baseball. But if y'all could go catch a Saturday, Sun Friday, Saturday, Sunday series at Doug Kingsmore and just look at that crowd you're like, wow. So I love it.
1: Yeah, I'm uh I'm bummed that my first and only true plan trip right now is that Tuesday or Wednesday, it's Wednesday against Kansas State. But um, yeah. you know, my plan is to hopefully come again for a weekend series. It's just, you know, again, I work in sports, so it's hard to to make that happen. And unfortunately Clemson falls into the close enough for a midweek game kind of trip instead of taking a whole weekend. If I'm trying to go to Notre Dame and Boston college, I can't do that on a Wednesday, unfortunately Uh, no slander to those schools, but those games would probably fit the more eh, show up on a Wednesday kind of (laughs) atmosphere. But um, you know, with that being said, Cole, you know, obviously you gave us a little bit of insight on the team, you know, what is, you know, what are you most excited for this season? You know, what can, you know, us, Nick and myself, getting Virginia fan. We're both bandwagon wake I'll be the first one to admit it, but Virginia, Nick's, and NC State, along, you know, so all all of our teams, I guess, in that sense, are all in the the conversation of the top dogs in the conference. You know, what are you most excited for as a Clemson supporter, writer, and obviously, I mean, you have interest because if the team is struggling, it's probably not the greatest atmosphere in the in the apartment either.
2: <laughs> You're right. I'm just most excited, like you said, our expectations, of course, our regions, but of course we're all expecting Omaha. Right. Um, I'm most excited to see, you know, all the guys who are coming back, of course, and then really this transfer class, like, you know, you've got Jacob Hinderleiter that's going to be on shortstop replacing a very good Ben Blackwell. Um, and then you got Blake Wright that's moving him back to second base. We had a veteran, Riley Bertram, from Michigan. So, like, I'm just excited to see the guys filling gaps from last year, and especially those red shirts, like I said, Cooper Blauser and Nolan O'Rock, that's, just, that's really what I'm excited for, if I'm being honest, just to see those two guys go out there they've waited very patiently, who honestly could have maybe left, could have transferred out, but very patiently said, okay, I'm waiting on my opportunity, and two weeks, they're going to get it. So that's really what I'm excited for.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot, and it's not fair, because, again, I'm assuming Cam's still in the backdrop. <laughs> but are you? What, what's your prediction? Like, what is your prediction for this Clemson team? Like, your like, if you had to say, like, lock it in, final answer, what do you think is going to happen for this team?
2: Yeah. I'm expecting Omaha. You know, buy your stock like that. Was what he says? <laughs> no, that's, that's really where I'm I'm looking at. It. You know, you just look at it, and it would kind of be a disappointment not to be in Omaha. I get it if you didn't have the power or whatever. But this this lineup has zero gaps I've seen so far. So, if anything, go ahead and book your trips.
1: And, see, my thing is, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or right on this more, I think the pitching staff is better this year. That's not a slander of what we saw last year. I mean, Caden Grice was a good pitcher. He should not have been an everyday starter, though, if I'm being honest. Like, for a team that wants to contend – again. We're talking about contending with a team like Wake Forest, who has probably three big league arms coming at you on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know? So you know, I'm gonna be make I, I'm gonna make that trip too. So I guess we could all have a little party at Diolis, you know, for that second to last weekend of the season, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's May, you know. I think for, Wake
2: Forest for, is the for last,
1: last I'm actually pulling it up right now, but I'm game. pretty sure sh- I'm second to last, sure, yeah. Second to last. Second to last. The only reason why I remember that is because Virginia is hosting NC State that weekend, and I was like originally going to say, "Hey Nick, let's go to Charlottesville," and then I was like, "No, let's stay in Winston-Salem." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what 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 you? Am I am I wrong? Am I wrong about the, having the confidence, or am I right? Tell me either way that this pitching staff is improved from last season.
2: I think way better uh, you know just like you know you got your uh, guys returning in the bullpen from Ethan Darden you know other guys like that because he was the guy that didn't you know started off in midweeks and ended up being our Friday night guy but like I'm ready to see like you already said Matthew Marshall who was very good at Walford. and then you got Lucas Malstead and uh, freshmen Aiden Canock, I'm telling you all right now Aiden Kanak is going to be a got to look at freshman he's going like 95 96 and not to mention Billy Barlow' is back you know he I think he had one or two outings last year he was injured most of the year Billy Barlow looks really good so I'm very excited for this pitching stuff. Austin Gordon so yeah
1: yeah I mean it feels like you know the 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 one two three right now in my opinion sounds like it's probably going to be Austin Billy and Matthew you know those are probably your Friday through Sunday guys but again that's what's great is you just don't know I mean, there's like you said that's gonna add Tristan spot. Smith in that conversation yeah, too. Saying, yeah. So again, you got you got Sunday people. Like you have that Sunday spot is really up for grabs right now. Again, I'm like I said previously, I'm just gonna lean Matthew Marshall because of my bias. Yeah. But you know, and what's great is you know, Lucas, again, I got to watch him a ton. Uh he pretty much carried Wafford to the final with a far I think it was a five inning long relief after pitching the day before. I mean, he he's the type of guy, you know. Duke's pitching staff last year was so impressive. And it'll be interesting to see if we see it again this year, you know, because they, they did the Tampa Bay Rays opener. That's what Lucas could be. Obviously, hopefully Clemson doesn't need to go that route, but he's the type of guy that, like I said, you know, we talked about, you know, Matthew Marshall and Omaha having a fourth starter, but he's already kind of you know, Lucas is that spot where it's like, All right, Austin, you know, got hit around today, which happens. You know, this is the game. The game of baseball is not perfect. It never will be. (laughs) You know, even, even, even Skeens had a day where you're like, oh, wow, that kid's actually human. This is crazy. So it's going to happen eventually, you know, and a guy like Lucas can come in and fill four or five innings and, you know, went from uh, what looked like it'd be a, a runaway to, oh, it's only four to three in the eighth. This is great. And you only burn two arms. I mean, it's, it's amazing to, to see what this pitching staff is going to be. So uh, Nick, do you have any questions for Cole? I know I've done all the talking and Nick's done all the listening. So, you know, Nick, what what do you got for Cole?
0: I mean, Micah, you and I are so much alike. You kind of asked all my questions, but uh, I'm just going to take a minute to like, I don't know, kind of splurge on Clemson a little bit. I Micah mentioned it earlier. You know, in the regionals, we know that that was a ref show is a BS or I'm sure I should say um, if there was more to be left desired last year, like we were heading to the super regionals and we we're like, dang, like it doesn't feel right that because Clemson should be in this. Uh, and then even when Mike and I went to Omaha, you know, Micah brought up how I kind of wish the Clemson fans were here more of it, more ACC teams, more of ACC uh, home field advantage. It just felt empty, and I, I, I think Mike and I were both on the same side where it kind of felt sad that Clemson didn't make it because the storyline last year was just unbelievable. You know, two years ago, you guys had a decent record, but didn't get the conference wins, and the out of conference strength of schedule wasn't as good. And then last year, you're off to a rocky start. It's like, uh, they're not good, but they're not bad. It's going to be tough. And then really against what started your winning streak was against my Wolfpack NC state. Uh, you all swept them in Raleigh and then your winning streak just went on basically almost to the ACC championship game um, where y'all won. And it was fantastic. Uh, so I think you guys are going to have a great, great season. Um, I have y'all making the supers. I think you can make uh, Omaha, the chips uh, or if all the chips fell your way, Um you guys have pretty much talked about all the transfers because I wanted to talk about B- the loss of Billy Amick, but Cole, you're just so high on this transfer portal class. I'm very, very excited. It's getting me closer to putting Clemson in Omaha as well. And Cam, I mean, so I, I'm the one who tweets out all the stats like every Monday after uh mm-hmm. ACC series or any series really. And Cam was coming up a lot. He was at one point, you know, in the beginning of the season, he was the only Clemson uh, player that was coming up in the top 10 stats that I was doing. And then eventually Caden was making his way through, but Cam was liking all the tweets and was like, wow, this is like, besides wake forest was the first ACC player to interact with us. And I'll tell you, man, if Nick Kurtz didn't exist, he cam is my ACC player of the year, him or Vance Honeycut from UNC. I mean, Cam is electric and I think he's the perfect kind of face for college baseball where he's electric, he gives you an attitude, uh he's young, he's scrappy and I think he's the perfect face for your Clemson baseball team. But um uh, it's good. I think it's good that Clemson is back to relevancy, back in the national landscape because I've never been one to say This team and when this team in college football is good, all of college football is good. I'm not like that. To me, it's about the rankings. Uh, If whoever is number one, you're, they're going to get eyes on. Right. But when it comes to like conference, you know, I always said when Virginia tech is good in football, it's good for the ACC or when Georgia tech is good at football or Miami, it's good for the ACC. When Clemson baseball is good. I really do think it's so much better for the ACC because the crowd is there. It's a name brand. You guys have been to Omaha before. You've always been, you know, top two or three in the conference. Just I can't wait for y'all. This is going to be a fun season. And I hope we hope to have Cam on soon because, I, I mean, I oh, yeah. he, he, he took my heart when uh, he started liking our tweets. I was like, oh, we got to have this kid.
2: Oh, yeah. You um, like I, you said –
1: I'll oh, go ahead. All but, you, <laughs> all you call.
2: Like I say, I just want to get back to Omaha because Clemson Nation travels and yeah. just to see all the orange in the stands in Omaha would be awesome. You know, it's happened before many a time, but present times, I'd love to see it and I think we're going to see it.
1: And I mean, like, this is not, again, I, I, I it it pisses me off, Cole and Nick, obviously, and Nick's heard this ran a thousand times that when you make a, honest and accurate and factual statement that people still get pissed off about because again, I have season tickets for wake forest football. I have support wake forest athletics. I again went all the way to Omaha and stuck around until the very end with zero relationships with anybody on the team. Like Nick literally was dapping up Cam Manassi every single time he saw him, but it's a factual statement that Clemson's fan base is just larger like it's it's factual i mean the wake forest alumni base is half probably less than half the size of clemson like at the end of the day like i mean this is again not to slander wake forest but if clemson was the preseason number 1 team like we have you just took the wake forest logo and the location of the school and and switched all those players to clemson could you not tell me that a there'd be more people that would hate them because not many people dislike Wake Forest, right? So everyone's kind of right. excited for them. Where if this was Clemson, the number one team in the country, you know how much crap – I mean, we see with Dabble all the time, right? Like, all it's right. hate Clemson, hate Clemson, hate Clemson. So first off, there's that, which if you've been to Omaha, which I've gone three straight years, Cole, because I used to live out there, and then obviously this past year traveled out with, with Virginia and, and, and Wake. But, like, that's what makes Omaha so special is those SEC teams come – And everyone that's not an SEC fan wants to see them lose. And every SEC fan base will support their SEC brothers until they play each other head to head. Unless it's like a big time rival, like, you know, Florida and Tennessee, you don't really see them cheering for each other, but it's fun because they're cheering against each other where, you know, again, last year, like Wake Forest and Oral Roberts, I would argue were the two teams that everyone was like, yeah, we don't dislike you, but like, there's not a ton of like Wake Forest. Like again, the Wake Forest percentage that showed out was probably 90% of the alumni base every single year, right? Like, it was awesome. But having a team like Clemson in Omaha, again, would just – and again, I, I don't want to speak for you, Cole, but if let's say Omaha is Clemson, Virginia, North Carolina, and uh, – well, my, I'm forgetting Wake. Jeez, Wake. Those four teams, right? Like, we would probably – minus one, we're paired up against each other right? as a Virginia fan, right? I would be cheering for Clemson. I'd be cheering for Wake. I'd be cheering for North Carolina. Again, there's going to be some Wake fans that can't stand North Carolina. I'm actually one of the few Virginia people that don't hate North Carolina. Most of them do. I Just whatever for me. like. But for the most part, we would still probably be kind of tempted to go, oh, North Carolina's playing Ole Miss, let's just say. I'm going to cheer for North Carolina for the brand of the conference, especially now when – the, the divide between the ACC and the SEC is probably the worst or biggest it's ever been from the you know ESPN contracts to the Power 2 to all that fun stuff. So, I mean, like, there's nothing I want more than Clemson to be there. Like, I'm willing to admit because, I mean, Nick heard me say this before because I, I always pick on Wake. Virginia had the worst show out in Omaha, in my opinion, last year. Of well besides oral roberts and stanford but like in the defense of those two schools well stanford just is stanford to be honest and then oral roberts is this really small private school in tulsa oklahoma like no one had ever really heard of it until last year (laughs) where you know virginia fans have gotten so greedy about going to omaha i guess that they just didn't want to show up i I don't i don't maybe they were waiting for a, a deeper run but like you know, a program like Clemson going back, or again, I'll say the same thing about Florida State or North Carolina, like getting those brands back is what's necessary for this conference to get there. So very, very pumped about that. Um
0: you guys ever want to piss off Micah, just bring up this situation with the Wake Forest fans. Dude, I mean, this, I this have, is living rent-free in his head. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> it's it's that and big game boomer live rent-free in my head, Nick. Um, oh my god! But big game uh, boomer, yeah, big game boomer. Micah I boomer. I am. I am not. Like he actually
2: blocked me <laughs> and then unblocked me randomly.
1: Yeah, he he got he's a. We nice we had guy. him on. We had, yeah, him on. had him on. He but I just he's he's pissed off a lot of people in the sports industry. Cole, to be just transparent, so I just again <laughs> Nick's heard the rant a thousand times, but you yeah, know again he doesn't bother me. So, so, yeah, I, yeah I he hates Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's always he's a South Carolina guy. He's open, at least he's openly admitted, at least he openly kind of admitted that on our pod. So at least like I know that. Um I think it's kind of common that he's obsessed with Shane Beamer. So but you know, again, it, to that story, Cole. I just it was it was so frustrating because we had done so much pro wake stuff and I tweet one thing that didn't even didn't even include Wake like Wake Forest wasn't even in the damn tweet. It was simply I wish Clemson, or I think I said, did I say Miami? I said one other school. I was like, I wish Clemson and Florida State or Clemson or Miami were here. That's all I said. And the Wake Forest alumni page came after us. And all these Wake Forest people that liked our stuff all year came after us. And it was like, how dare I want somebody else here besides just Virginia and Wake? How dare I? (laughs) Like, there's four SEC teams here. God forbid I want more than two ACC teams here. God forbid. Yeah. But you know, anyways, it's it's. It made me feel better when the families of the Wake players were like, "We know you didn't mean anything by it," but it still does live rent free in my head. I will I will admit that absolutely. So if Wake Forest alumni is listening, I don't think they are, but if they are, you're in my head. So congratulations, you did it. But, um, that's kind of all I got. I mean, Cole, I guess what is first off tell everybody where they can find you make sure that we want to make sure people follow you get your get your content as well but you know are you doing any trips for clemson this year like i know you're going to a lot of the home games you said you're going to wake are you going to kind of follow the team around what's what's your plan for the spring and where can people follow you what can they expect from you throughout your both your personal page and if you know obviously you work for cu sports media what to expect from them kind of just give all of our listeners a little bit of information about that
2: yeah, uh y'all can find me on Twitter uh at Gerard four. Um yes, yeah, so I'll pretty much I'll be at all the home home games, of course. Um but I know for sure I'm uh, making a trip to Miami. Um Duke Wait, pause,
1: pause, 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 pause. Miami, that's the, are you going on the Thursday or Friday? When do you when are you get I'll,
2: there? There. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
1: I will see you there, my guy. I'm there Friday, so let's do it. <laughs> I will be there Friday. So let's go. All right. Anyways, continue. Sorry.
2: <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami for sure. Duke for sure. Wake for sure. I'm trying to think of. I'll um, see you
0: at Wake then, Cole.
2: There we go. Well, I was gonna uh, make the Louisville trip because it's only like six hour drive from Clemson, and that's kind of like a what once probably a trip. So, but I actually got something that I have to go back home for. So I was going to make the Louisville trip, but can't can't make that. Of course, you got uh, Notre Dame on the road and a Pit can't make are pretty far. Um, so yeah, I'll be at Three way series, four way series. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I know. uh, I mean, the the Clemson schedule. I wish Virginia and Clemson actually. Maybe I'm glad they don't play each other, but at the same time, I wish they were, you know, playing each other. Um, I guess what are you most excited for personally? you know, obviously opening day is a couple of weeks away, what, 12 days out now, 11 days out, something crazy like that. Um, you know, what are you like personally most excited for? Is there a trip like is going to the Miami series or the wake series? What you're most excited for is opening day. What you're most excited for is watching cam hit 30 home runs this season. What you're most excited <laughs> for. And you know, what are you, what are you most excited for personally for this season?
2: I'm just excited to see, just to see this, twenty twenty four squad. Just like like I said, of course the transfers, you know, the returners, you know, Cooper Blauser, Nolan, those red shirt guys. I'm just I'm just excited for college baseball. And I'm a diehard Clemson fan. All sports Clemson, and I'm there. But I'm just I'm just glad to watch college baseball. It's almost like everybody loves to watch March Madness, me me included. But I could sit at, at home and watch college baseball all day. I love it. Same.
1: Yeah, I think I think last year – oh, my – why am I drawing a blank? the was it, What was it called? What ESPN's, like, whip-around coverage was called. Why am I drawing a blank on it now? Oh, my gosh. Extra bases, loaded bases. Oh, my goodness. Is a it, a play? What, it is. what was it? Nick, what did you is say? Is it triple play? Maybe, or I don't know what it was called. But, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. It's going to drive me nuts. But, you know, the whip-around coverage they did during the postseason – I have not enjoyed ESPN content like that in a very long time. Like just having all the different games looked in the multiple screens. Like I'm excited to get YouTube TV in a couple weeks to hopefully be able to do some of that, you know, with ESPN plus attached to have four games going at once. I just got a 60 inch TV. So I'll actually be able to see what's happening when I do four screens instead of when I had a 32 inch TV where I'm like, what's that say? Is that two, one count? Like, so it's going to be great. I'm, I'm I'm so excited. And, you know, I'm excited that my first trip will be the K-State game. I think that could be one of the biggest midweek games of the year. Cole, I labeled it in our, in our last show. Right. You know, my non-conference game of the year, just because, again, I, I, I told the story on the podcast uh, with the College Baseball Central guys, but I sat behind the dugout in the Charlottesville regional where Oklahoma was, you know, in. And when they were – guys were on deck, I wore Kansas State stuff just to piss them off. And like one time, one of the guys turned around to me. I said, "What? You mad that you know you shouldn't be here?" And so, like, I, I'm a I'm a stand Kansas State guy because I think they should have been in last year, and they're they're trying to prove it by scheduling Tennessee and Clemson and back to back nights. So, very excited for that. But you know, I can't wait. Cole, anything else you want to add, or Nick, anything else you add? Because I talk a lot. I'm done. So, <laughs> I'm
2: I I pretty much got everything out. So I'm good.
0: Um, Cole, you've been a at- huge listener of ours, man. And you've been following us for a while. So we appreciate you. Um, of we notice that the Clemson fans, we, we talk, we talk a lot of Clemson football. We do. And We get a lot of reaction of Clemson football, but because of you, we get a lot of reaction of Clemson baseball as well. Along with fifth quarter Clemson, he, they, they do a good job covering the uh, Clemson baseball team as well. So, but man, you've been a, Great supporter of ours, so we appreciate it. Uh, I can't wait for y'all scheduled because you guys got coastal. I think you guys have very sneaky midweek games against Charlotte. You open up with Xavier, who was in the tournament last year, and of course Kansas State as well. That's gonna be huge. I can't wait to see the content Micah is gonna put out for that. Um, but man, dude, thank you. And I, me, I hopefully I see you May tenth through twelfth in Winston Salem. Man, come by the Deli. Oh, yes. I'll uh, make you some food and uh, I'll be at most of those games, at least two out of three of them. So uh, I can't wait to see it, man.
2: I appreciate y'all having me on. Absolutely.
1: It was a pleasure guys. Again, thank you for listening. Everyone, make sure you go check out Cole's stuff. Uh, We'll obviously tag him when this podcast comes out on Twitter. So give him a follow and, you know, obviously, he's probably got some of the coolest roommates that we've ever interviewed, if not the coolest roommates we've ever interviewed. No offense to your brother, Nick. I know your roommate. Yeah, I know your brother's great, Nick, <laughs> but he's just not the same as yeah. you know, future MLB guys <laughs> like Cole's got in his house. But Cole, thank you again for hopping on. Thanks. Uh, tell Cam and them. Thanks for a little cameo. That was uh, that was kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. I know Nick was probably fangirling over there. Um, but. As always, everybody, it means just a little bit less here in ACC country. And as always, go ACC.